0: Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations.
1: Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thePemberleyPodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Welcome back, everyone. Happy towards
0: the end of January, which means it's almost <laughs> February. Which, when did that happen? It was just New Year's, Yolanda.
1: It's going by very quickly. There's no, like, immediate holidays coming up, so we can't be, like, happy this. So, happy mid-January to you too, Jillian. (laughs) Yes, thank
0: you. Well, I guess the next big one, as it always is, based on, you know, stores, is Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, oh no, the day after Christmas, I went to Target to, like, get discount Christmas decorations, And there was already Valentine's Day things out. So it's in full swing. (laughs) Yep, definitely. Why don't we talk about these non-holidays
0: by talking about what we're reading and watching and stuff and what we're up to? Yeah, that was a very, it
1: went like, I was like, how much further up is it going to go? That was a seamless segue is what you just (laughs) witnessed. (laughs) Yeah, so right now, I think like many people who have Netflix, I have been watching Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. And she had this book a few years ago called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and now Netflix made a show around her helping families to tidy up their homes. And it's, I read an article about it recently too, it's uh, in line with like Netflix's like the joyful experts of like something like Queer Eye, who they're such positive people who go in and like help with certain aspects of their life, and she is like so excited to go in and like help people with their messes, and like... Sometimes people expect her to come in and organize everything for them, but she just teaches them and gives them the tools they need to learn to do it themselves. And like, hopefully they take that and do it for the rest of their lives.
0: better for the long run if you learn to do it yourself yeah and it's funny because you and I were talking about this before the show she's got this reputation for telling everyone to throw everything out like anything that doesn't bring you joy should be thrown out
1: and you say it's not true it's I mean it's not just throwing stuff out because I think it's different for everyone is as long as yeah she uses the the phrase spark joy so the first thing you do is like take all of your clothes from your drawers from your closet from everywhere and put it into all into one big pile and you select your clothes one by one like does this spark joy in me yes or no and there was like this one case where this guy was like oh i've had this shirt forever and it's got holes in it and but it sparks joy in him so he kept it and i think that's like that's like the good example that i use of like no she's not just telling you to get rid of everything it's like being intentional about the things you own in your home. That's good. So it's a great show. (laughs) Check it out.
0: (laughs) It's funny because I saw this meme on the internet that says, the year is 2035. Marie Kondo holds up the condemned man to the crowd. Does this man spark joy? The crowd jeers. No, he does not. She nods silently and throws him into the pit. (laughs) And I just thought that was very funny. (laughs) Yeah. What are you reading, Jillian? Well... I am reading this book that I just got at the Ripped Bodice the other day, you were there when I bought it, yes. called Biographic Austen, and basically it's just this sort of, uh, it's a nonfiction book, but it's basically an iconographic book about with, that covers the life, world, work, and legacy of Jane Austen. Like, it's kind of got, like, you flip through, I'll, like, post a link to it online, but it's kind of got a little about what was going on in the world when she wrote all of her books. Mm-hmm. and But, like, really easy. Like, it's not, like prose it's like cool icons and it kind of breaks it down for you what's and it, like
1: one of the facts in there like pick a random page yeah and good read idea. something.
0: the presence of pug sorry i just turned to a page that says the presence of pug like dogs animals yeah animals oh. aren't much characterized by jane austen but there's uh the familiar of the selfish indolent lady bertram in mansfield park pug somehow manages to make his presence <gasps> felt without getting a huge number of mentions oh. and so it gives five facts about pug Pug is important to Lady Bertram. Only half ironically, Austen tells us that she thinks more of him than of her children.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Like, not
0: about pugs in general. Right, about just pug.
1: This, this pug in Aust- in the Jane Austen world of, like, her books? Yeah, it's funny. I oh, haven't... wait, no, her actual life? No, or... no, well,
0: in, no in Mansfield Park. Oh, okay, This is got a character it. in Mansfield got it, got Park. It. And so, it's funny because I haven't read that in some time. I don't remember everything about it. Mm-hmm. But it's, I now have these facts about this one pug in this one book. Yeah. So... <laughs>
1: Check it out.
0: It's by Sophie Collins.
1: Cool. So with that, let's jump into the episodes at hand. Uh, Previously in Emma Approved, it's the new year. They don't have clients. They're still kind of in limbo with clients. But Emma senses something is up with her uh, older sister, Izzy. So she's trying to get to the bottom of it by not meddling, but very casually meddling.
0: (laughs) Totally, definitely meddling. Yeah, because basically... Izzy came over for lunch, and she had her kids, and Emma's like, you know, it's weird, because Izzy keeps saying, everything's great, this is great,
1: that's great, that's great, and Emma is hella suspicious. Yes. So let's get started with episode 27, The Need to Help, written by Bernie Sue. It's very Marie Kondo of her,
0: kind of, except instead of your stuff, it's like... She's sifting through her sister's whole life, trying to be like, "What is the what? What is it that's not sparking joy?" Exactly to to her standards, to standards, not exactly. to her sister's
1: standards. Exactly.
0: I like that we get to hear a little more about the Knightley brothers behind their backs.
1: Yeah, we hear uh, a bit more about John. He uh, he likes to save and he likes to plan. And he drives a Prius. Yeah, oh, there's
0: anything wrong with the Prius? No.
1: He's uh he's you know spending his money wisely. They have three kids. So They have two kids. Th- they have two kids. Henry and little Emma. And so it's a lot a lot of kids to save up for. Yep, kids are expensive, I hear. <laughs> so at the beginning, um Emma's just going through and yeah, talking about like, yeah, so Izzy's still being weird, like she's still saying everything's great, and uh she's trying to get a second opinion from Harriet. Because Harriet's uh she Harriet tends to go along with what Emma believes, so mm-hmm. it's it is an interesting that emma's going to her for the second opinion but i think she's just trying to validate her own opinions
0: well uh, here's what's weird about going into this next client situation is emma's never doubted herself she's never been wrong she's never had any problems and the last client completely blew up in her face she misread every signal Mm -hmm. she jumped to conclusions that were not there i mean like remember how she solved the annie and ryan conundrum like we were i was like very su- shocked and suspicious of how right she was about mm-hmm. the whole family turmoil thing. She, But she was on point, and she's used to being so right in regards to that. Even though it's like, it sounds really far-fetched, she, like, landed that opinion. And that didn't happen with Elton. It, She was wrong about absolutely everything. Right, And now she's dealing with a potential client that's really close to her heart. This is her big sister and her happiness, and she doesn't even know what the problem is and she's just treading really lightly. Like, I think it's really difficult for Emma to go into this next client Doubting her instincts and her gut and everything that's told her that it, that's been right all along. So is it weirdly like she thinks it might be safer to test on family? <laughs> I mean, I don't even think she's thinking in those terms. She's just like, okay, this is the new target. This is the new client. This is the next person who needs my help. And I just hope that I don't mess it up. But I think you've got a point about Harriet going along with Emma's opinion. Because I know Emma's bringing Harriet into the fold because she does want that second opinion and she wants to make sure she's not crazy. Yeah, yeah. But would Harriet really tell Emma that she's crazy? Or go against
1: what Emma thinks? Yeah. So it's not really like, I'm going to go to Harriet to like... See if I'm right on this. It's I'm going to go to Harriet so I feel better about myself <laughs> and then I can like without guilt go forward with this plan. Yeah. But the thing is uh it's difficult cuz Izzy never asks for help ever ever ever. Well, when she does talk to Harriet, what's interesting is Emma does check in on her. She's like, "Are you are you doing good, you know, post Elton? How's everything going?" And Harriet says that line of... When you said that you were happy being single and a man would just get in your way. Oh, that's just me. That's not for everyone. But it could be me too. So I think that's what's funny is like Harriet does take everything Emma says to heart and is like, now this is my new life philosophy. Yeah.
0: No, and like that kind of, I feel goes along with what we were saying earlier about like can Harriet really give an opinion that's different than Emma's? Mm -hmm. Because, like, even if she has a different surface-level opinion, it's always in service of, would Emma like me more or less for this? Like, will she think more, like, does this fit into the Emma brand?
1: Or there's cases where Harriet does say an opinion, and Emma's like, no, that's not what you should think. And Harriet's like, I shouldn't.
0: Okay. <laughs> and she goes
1: along with
0: it. I'm 22. What do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I know what that's like. But, oh, but before we get to that pep talk, Alex comes in. You beautiful nerd. Yeah, yeah Harriet, Harriet quickly leaves and is like, I have work to do. Yes. <laughs> so. yes, and so she's got work, And but he's like, are you guys conspiring? And he says it as a joke, but I'm like,
1: "Nightly." You know. It's not a joke. You know. <laughs> they
0: are conspiring, but... I will say his little talk with Emma encourages her to listen more because that's all part of the process. And Yeah, she does her stinky thing of like...
1: So John didn't seem stressed or worried or, I don't know, unhappy at all? Of course not. not. Why? No reason, just checking. And he knows there's more to that okay than just like, I'm fine with that answer. Well, it's interesting. Well, because, I mean, I think...
0: Knightley is like most dudes, and he's just like, No, nah, everything seemed fine. We're all happy. Sure. But Emma's like picking up on these little, like, beep, beep, like what's the yeah. hop- I don't know, these little signals, these little signs. Alex is like, Yeah, everything seems fine. Izzy's saying everything's fine. And John seems to be like, fine. But Emma's the only one who's suspicious.
1: Let's do we think Emma's crazy? No, because I mean, she knows her big sister, and she knows like, this isn't the way she normally talks about things. So if she's like, only giving one word answers to how everything's going and is like presenting herself in a way that's like not genuine to what she's known to her sister to be as, then yeah, she's. She's going to be suspicious, but I think to us, because we don't know Izzy, I don't think we can see, We can like give like a definitive answer, like no, Izzy seems like off. Like yeah, I think we we in this case we have to fully rely on Emma's opinion because we don't have that insight into what Izzy's actually like. How come Alex
0: isn't also
1: suspicious? I don't think he's spent much time with Izzy I then. Know. <laughs> if, especially if they're always there, they don't live close. Do we know where they live? I don't think so, but it seems like it's uh, at least far enough that they can't come down every weekend. I imagine it's like a San
0: Francisco situation. It it
1: might be something like that because Izzy's there with her kids for the week. Yeah. And then John's only gonna be there on the weekend So it must be like a San Fran situation So yeah,
0: then they conspire then Emma goes to talk to Harriet About her feelings yeah. But I like I thought it was a nice gesture Because it does show, I think, part of Emma's growth Because she's saying, like, you seem to be doing Really okay, and I'm suspicious of the fact That you're doing so okay And I yeah. just wanna let you know that if you're pretending to be okay You don't need to pretend, you can just not be okay That's when Harriet launches into her Spiel about, I think I'm just gonna be single forever Like you, and Emma's like, no!
1: Oh, don't do that <laughs> yeah because what's right for Emma isn't necessarily what's right for Harriet but Harriet's still trying to find her way so she's like taking up any little bit of advice and being like this is mine this is what I'm gonna do Harriet's still uh, dealing with that heartbreak and that embarrassment so yeah. you know she's she's needs some time to heal still yeah. and I don't think I mean did she even really fully process like the Bmart sort of quotes breakup? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I I wonder if some of her cuz it's like it's funny. Like in my opinion, Harriet's feelings towards Elton had a lot to do with, like, the idea of him and yeah. what she could be. Like, I think that somehow being with Elton sort of could bring her closer to, like, the Emma lifestyle and yeah. the Emma brand. And she's like, ooh, I never thought about being a power couple. Yeah. I never thought about, like, it, dating a guy with all these things. It really
1: is what Emma was selling Harriet as, like, the image of what her life could look like. Mm-hmm. And then it's sad that Harriet's like, yeah, I started on bookmarking Sacramento apartments. <laughs> and it's so like, real. Yeah, you start looking at these apartments and she's like, like really starting to fill out what her world could look like in Sacramento with Elton and that sort of thing. So yeah. it's suddenly, like, back to her normal everyday life where that dream isn't there anymore.
0: And I feel like she never really had that grieving period with B Mart because yeah, it she went was straight well,
1: into Elton. I, mean,
0: I think that her feelings for B Mart were a lot stronger. Yeah. But she was just so easily convinced that he wasn't right for her. Mm-hmm. And with Elton it was the opposite. I think she didn't really have a lot of strong feelings for him, but I think that like she just had all of this momentum built up for like what The kind of life she could have with him. Yeah. And so now she's sort of coming down from, like, the loss of the fantasy. Yeah. But our adventures with Izzy are not over. No. episode 28, Sister Attack, also written by Bernie Sue, we get to see... This is a very funny episode. I really love this episode. Joanna is like... Top notch acting. She preyed on her sister's daughter guilt. Yes. And that's what got her to stay for the week.
1: This is where we find out that she's down here for the week. Yes.
0: (laughs) Getting ahead of ourselves. But I think that we don't, we as a society, don't talk about daughter guilt enough. And we totally should because that's how you get. (laughs) Yeah, calm down, Jillian. (laughs) (laughs) Jillian was about to go on this whole rant. On this whole rant about how sometimes, guys, nothing is expected of your brothers, but, like, a lot is expected of you, just because you're the daughter. Yep. And that doesn't happen with the Woodhouse sisters, because they think they don't have a brother. I just wanted to throw it out there that daughter guilt is a very real thing.
1: Emma has a very quick line, but it's there of, like, her telling Izzy, yeah, I see dad regularly, you know, Izzy just doesn't. <laughs> and you don't, because you're... She doesn't say you don't, but you sense that you don't. <laughs> she says,
0: I'm the one who I'm sees the one. him. Th- not
1: not the two of... I'm the
0: one out of the two of us who sees him regularly. Yeah. Well, because it's funny, because she's, um, she's like, stay, stay, I want you to stay. And she's like, what? And I want to talk to you about something. And Izzy's like... What's wrong? Is it dad's blood pressure? Is this BMI? Is this whatever? And I'm just like, no, no, he's fine. Yeah. I am the know who's he's regular. Yeah. I mean, Izzy, like, just sort of takes all of that.
1: <laughs> I think, I mean, it's, like, her reality of, like, yeah, she's supporting – Her husband, too, who's like starting this new restaurant venture and they have their family that they've settled somewhere else. And that's just life. But that's the the downside is that she's not home for the holidays and she doesn't get to see her sister as often or her dad as often. So that must be difficult for Izzy, too. Yeah. Which like finally starts to unravel in this episode of like the reality of maybe her life isn't as great. As she thinks, or she's trying to portray to everyone.
0: I feel like this show is teaching me a lot about, like, you can't push your problems down. You have to address them, because if you push them down, yeah. they'll, like, spring out like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but Emma... Deflects the um situation by offering her a flattering, versatile, basic dress, and her sis- like her sister knows what's up immediately. Like yeah. that's the thing. As a life coach, <laughs> I feel like as someone you have to kind of like mentor and like yeah, you put they're under your wing. And how do you do that with your older sister? No, she's like yeah. Is he immediate?
1: Like oh, cute. What's up? Yeah, like, like what's, what's this, going
0: on? What's this really about? And I'm
1: I, like, you've been found <laughs> out, Emma. You can't outsmart your big sister. I do like that she fully accepts. The the gift though she's like even though like i know this is a trap i'm taking this again i'm taking this dress or whatever <laughs> yeah that's great taste yeah
0: <laughs> emma's basically like i think you're unhappy and i want to know what it is and izzy's like you're wrong i'm not happy i'm happier than i've ever been this is the best it's amazing i love my life blah blah yeah. blah, blah, blah blah
1: and then she narrows in on john and it's like so he treats you well and she's like yeah of course Bye. well I- <laughs> there's just these moments. There's usually he- like these tiny little things where like he doesn't listen to me or like uh, takes my opinion into account. But like other than that, it's great. Yeah, and
0: Emma's like, woo. woo, woo. Yeah. red flag siren, call yeah. the police, or the marriage police, whoever you call. Um, it sounds like he's making all the decisions and she's just super easy going. Which is fine, but sometimes you've got opinions and they need to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so.
1: Yeah, the she wanted to like open up the kitchen in order to be able to see into the living room so she could keep an eye on her kids while she's cooking. But that doesn't fit into John's 10 year plan for their family. So she's like, well, and you know what? That's fine. He knows what's right. Mm -hmm. and uh, that's the not the great thing either of like the marriage should also be like listening to each other and compromising on things and figuring out how you both can be happy not just like one person like fully making plans for everyone but what about the plan yeah (laughs) he's being inflexible although there was this one time that i wanted to take emma to daycare and he said it was too expensive and I thought it would be good for her to socialize with more than just her brother and Izzy, me. you have to stand up to him. He can't always get his way. No, Emma. Look, I just want to make him happy. The other
0: thing that we sort of forgot to mention that I think was at the beginning of episode 27 was Emma mentioning, like, I'm kind of surprised that Izzy's a great full-time mom. She loves being a mom, but she's surprised that she chose that route because she was kind of on this track to be like an architect to be like a career woman mm-hmm. and then it sounds like she just kind of they announced the wedding and the pregnancy at the same time yeah and then yeah, yeah. her life was changed
1: i think it could be difficult for any person in that situation sometimes women like they're fully on a career path and then they have a kid and they're like you know what actually i want to be a stay-at-home mom i want to fully dedicate my life to this now and some try to like balance all of it and i think she just either chose it or fell into it either way like that's just her life now yeah um and she
0: seems happy with it but except for the parts where her husband doesn't listen to
1: her. Yeah.
0: Um, and so it's funny because it sounds like Izzy kind of is really flexible for the sanity and happiness of her house. Yeah. But what about happy wife, happy life? Something I've heard, and I think it's totally
1: applicable here. I don't think John's heard it. <laughs> I don't think John's heard
0: it. It's really easy to learn, and I think he, that he should know about it.
1: Well, I mean, there's been no indication that Izzy is unhappy with their life. Yeah. So why would John at all think like that their 10-year plan isn't working or that everything that they've been doing isn't good for Izzy because as far as he knows Izzy's like perfectly fine with everything and she's going along with everything so he's like great I'm just going to keep going and we're good. Yeah. So I think that's one thing too that Izzy hasn't vocalized her own frustrations or like or I mean I mean in the case of the kitchen and living room thing I mean she did vocalize that. But John just kind of shut it down, too. So I think there's, like, a lack of understanding there, too. Mm -hmm. So even though in some cases she has vocalized her issues, he's not open to hearing them. And so he needs to be more open to, like, what she has to say and how... She wants to, like, continue to better their lives and their family. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that he can... It sounds like he's sort of rigid, and he's like, this is working for us, and, like, he won't hear of anything else.
1: Yeah, I think he's just very stuck up in the numbers, and he's very, very practical, and to a fault, and Mm -hmm. that, you know... It's like the the funny thing that Emma mentioned like when they were at dinner. It's like he's more concerned about like the profit margins of the the flank steak or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing that he's more uh, just thinking about numbers and not so much the emotion behind everything. It's just kind of a lot. Yeah. And I feel so it's funny.
0: So Izzy's like no everything's fine and then she leaves and Emma's like oh all right, bye and then she turns to the camera and she's like don't worry she'll be back and we're like well okay. For a very good reason. I guess she'll be back and then Izzy returns a second later. Like, where are my car keys?
1: (laughs) What a, uh, I guess, um, younger sister move to do that. (laughs) Or younger sibling move to just steal your your sibling's car keys. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then we get to see some excellent comedic acting by Joanna who's like, please, no! She gives her back the keys, but then she like blocks her way and she's like, I'm gonna tell Dad that you're unhappy.
1: Which is like a kid. Stop meddling. It has always been your worst
0: habit and it never turns out well. Izzy,
1: let me help you, please!
0: No, I've told you already. Come on, please,
1: please, please, please!
0: I'm very interested to know what the repercussions would be for displeasing Mr. Woodhouse's daughter, you know? I mean, they're
1: his pride and joy. <laughs> I know, but
0: it's but it's funny because he's like, what if I tell dad? You know how important your happiness is to him? And I'm like imagining Emma calling her dad and being like, John isn't listening to Izzy. And then what happens? Does he like call John? Does he like hire guys to come after him? Does he get his shoes fitted for cement? He'd probably he like
1: invite John and be like, come Let's let's have a drink and like have a serious talk Like a man talk. Yeah. Like, so I've heard my daughter isn't happy with you.
0: I hear you're not listening to her at all. I like to imagine there's like a roaring fire in the background. Like I could throw you in there if I wanted to. Yeah. I have guys. But it seems cool to have a weird pushy sister.
1: Yeah. To the point where like Izzy has no choice but to be like, okay, fine. I'll come in for one session tomorrow and that's it. So she like Emma won. So yeah, Emma won. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> and I I do like that. Izzy calls her out, and she's like, "You're meddling again. You do this. It's your worst habit." Yeah, and it's something that Emma just can't let go of. No matter how hard she tries, she's just like, "No, no, no." But I'm genuinely helping you. You're my sister. Like she says, like I would never. I could never forgive myself if I didn't like just step in and help you. And, and to Emma, she's like, "This marriage is going on the wrong tracks. I need to help it get back on the right track." Yeah. And she's like, I'm the only one who sees this. I have to do something. Knightley, mm-hmm. he's useless. Yeah, all of them, useless. <laughs> all the Knightleys. Yes. <laughs> yes, they're all. Yep. So I have to be the one to fix this, and I'm the I know how. Oh, Emma. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Jumping to the comment section where we read original YouTube comments from when these episodes first aired, starting with episode 27. G. Catherine V. says, "Not sure if it was intentional, but Harriet's smile when Knightley walks in at about two minutes and fifty-two seconds <laughs> is a good nod to her future crush on him. If that was intentional, well played, writers. I did notice that." She kind of smiles and looks down as Knightley's walking in, and he smiles at her. Yeah, he smiles at her, he's and got then she very, looks down.
0: He's got a very disarming smile. <laughs> like he's just smiling, and you're like, oh,
1: it's like, like the tiniest moment, but yeah. it's like no, it's, it's happening. Right. It's, it's happening before our very
0: eyes. Yeah. Tempo by EXO, and oh my Stevenson says. John's a planner and Izzy's a pleaser, so basically they're perfect together. Coughs. Knightley and Emma. Coughs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, I love so. QR ninety two says, "It's nice to see Emma getting back to being Emma." Yeah, it you is. know she was discouraged for a little bit. She's like, "Maybe I shouldn't meddle," but now she's like fully back into meddling. One hundred percent full. Like blocking your sister by
0: a stealing her car keys and then like physically throwing your body in front of in yeah. the doorway. That. Is meddling at its finest. From episode 28, uh, Looking at Him Hurts says... Oh, man. This person again. (laughs) That's somebody's username. Looking at Him Hurts. Totally love the way these two treat each other. The childish and cute side of Emma
1: is so lovely. I want to see more of it. Sammy Tortoise says, Yep, sisters never really grow out of being sisters and acting like children together. That's nice. Natalie Howlett says...
0: Throwing a temper tantrum in high heels cannot be easy.
1: I did notice that. She was, like, running about grabbing her purse and everything, grabbing Izzy's purse in high heels. Dashed
0: across the room doing all
1: this in heels. That snaps for you, Joanna. Skills. Skills. (laughs) Mad skills. So that's where we're at. Uh, The next episodes, I'm sure, will be, we'll see what it's like for Izzy to be uh, Emma's client, which she's not signed up for, but she's had to sign up for. She didn't have a choice in the matter. She didn't have a choice. (laughs) This
0: episode has been Pemberley
1: Podcast Approved.